Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Got a couple of late uh, Ask Andy's that we'll get to in just a little bit. One kind of piggybacking on you being a delinquent as a as a high school mm. person getting in a little trouble after you'd left which by the way that's the perfect way to get in trouble like you're over here you're going to sc what are, what are they going to do no there was no trouble <laughs> i was going to say it's the right way to do it you might have gotten that now andy phone call but other than that i mean that's no big deal <laughs> for one time I, I again like like the punishment that may or may not have happened for drinking in high school i don't remember maybe because i <laughs> to quote homer it's <laughs> <was> too drunk <laughs> that's because you were drunk <laughs> and how <laughs> I don't remember this, but one time Brian said that I called from school. It's like this is you called from college. Yeah, I called okay. from college. It's like he said it was like four in the morning, three in the morning, St. Louis time. Okay, so it's probably like I don't know, one, one or two. Here, yeah. yeah, and he picks up the phone. He was asleep. He's got school the next day. He's like, "Hello." I'm like, "Hey." He's like, "Hey." I got a question for you. Oh, no. Is it, yeah. I got, is it bad if you're throwing up blood? <laughs> and he's like, probably. Yes. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's what I thought. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> you called Brian yes. for his expertise in this particular yes. issue. Well, I've apparently really been drinking, Travis. I was throwing up blood. And <laughs> how? Yeah. He said, "My." I just said, oh, yeah, that's what I thought. I'll talk right. to you later. And he's like, wait a minute. Is he going to be alive? <laughs> like, like, you can't just leave me hanging yeah, that on would that. Be concerning. Like, if, <laughs> yeah. if 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 Michael got that call from Bobby, and I thought I would be alarmed. Yeah, he, he said he was totally happen. concerned. He's like, I don't, I don't know what to do with this information. <laughs> um, we just, by the way, we just found the Travis Lee pickleball team name. Um, somebody said uh, pick Van Exel, right? Uh, which is really good. But Mario heard that and and spun it just a little bit, which because. Pick Van Exel is pickleball plus Nick Van Exel, which Al's the super Laker fan among the two of us. I love, I, I like the Lakers, but Al's beyond my level of Laker fandom. Um, thick Van Exel. So we've got that was Mario's suggestion because I can have the thick portion of this covered. He's the Van Exel portion, so I think that's what we're going to go with. I think thick Van Exel is the Travis Lee. Are you going to go CK or CC? Emily suggested that we should CC this, right? Yeah, Emily? of course. Yeah. So thick T H I C C Van Exel. Yeah. I like thick it. Thick Van Exel. I like it. Does Lee need to be here to approve it? Uh, well, he's never here. So what are we going to do? I mean, I can I, I would reach out, but I know that that would just go into a black hole and never come back. I think I don't think he would mind going with that. I think that that's something that he would sign off. These on. are decisions that have to be made while he was gone. He knew the risks of leaving. <laughs> Look, if he wants to override it, that's fine. I don't really uh, have that strong of a feeling about it. But thick Van Exel sounds really, I like really that. good. And, of course, we're talking about our Pickleball Madness Tournament coming up on March 18th, 10 to 4, uh, at the Mile Square Park in Fountain Valley. Reserve seating is still available. You can register at ESPNLA.com. Thank you to our sponsors, Johnsonville, Hoffee, and Zico Coconut Water. There's all sorts of stuff. All the spots to play in the tournament have already been filled, but definitely come out. There's all sorts of stuff to do. There's a kid zone. There's beer garden. There's complimentary food and drinks. There's a DJ. There's the 360 photo booth. You will have a great time watching us play bad pickleball i promise i promise that'll be a good time i can't wait i think it's gonna be really fun i have never played pickleball in my life <laughs> the only time i've ever even held a paddle is when, when they, they gave me mine yeah. yeah but i'm looking forward to this i think it's gonna be fun it's gonna be a great time um so not pickleball but i got a little bit of exercise this weekend so michael had a baseball game on saturday night Okay, so he's kind of like didn't want to go do a whole bunch of stuff. I'm like, but you, you got to get out and move around a little bit. You can't sit around all day and then go. So we decided we we're going to go down to the park and shoot some baskets. And so, yeah, okay, let's go down there and do it. So we walk to the park and we're playing horse and, and he he loses to me. 
and he's 17 and competitive and he fancy he's he doesn't play basketball but he plays basketball right and he's all right let's, let's, let's go again <laughs> like all right best out of three all right so we play a second game and he beats me and he found this one stupid shot that i couldn't make but I couldn't make it, and he kept going back to it. So we go to a third one. I beat him. He just said, oh, best out of five. I wow. win. I win game four. So now it's three to one, and he officially you lose. furious. My my 51-year-old dad beats me a horse. This is stupid. Let's just go home. Like, what are you, nine years old? What's the matter with you? Come on, man. He's all right, let's play one-on-one. I'm like, this could go very badly for me because playing horse is one thing. I can knock down a shot here and there. Um Playing basketball is not really my area of expertise, so he destroyed me in a game of one-on-one because he's he's a lot he's not bigger than me, but he's much much stronger than I am at this point in his life. So he felt a little bit better after he did it. But our relationship was one of those things that he thought that he had surpassed his father in certain things. But it's like let me just remind you that I do have some dad strength, that I do have some things that I could figure out. He's very disappointed to lose to, as he put it, my 51-year-old dad who doesn't do anything other than play golf and watch TV. Like, well, and, and beat you at, at <laughs> yeah. horse. So add What's that your to the excuse now there, buddy? When was, did you first beat your parents at a sport? Uh, the only thing I can beat my dad at still to this day is golf. And that I was probably 20 or so. Because he, yeah. he was a very, very good, and still is a good athlete, but now now he's older. He's in his 70s. But when Take I, him I, out now and smoke him. I played basketball in high school, right? Like I played on a varsity basketball team in Southern California. I wasn't very good, but I was on the team. I could do it. My dad played basketball in college, okay, like in the Pac-10. So he could just, even when he was in his 40s, turn you inside out. It was just when this was deeply disappointing, much <laughs> like Michael. But at least I, he wasn't a fat 51-year-old guy who does nothing but watch TV. It's great. And eat. Andy, but there's nothing better than beating your kids at something. There's just, it's one of those things that just makes you feel really good to remind them that I still have power over you. Old man still got it. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I never really had it, but neither does he. So I'm going to. Can Brian kind of beat you at anything, Andy? Yeah, I, he can. It brought, I consider myself a good athlete, not great, not bad. Brian was a better athlete than I was. He, he worked a lot harder at it than I did. Like he was much more consumed with it than I was. But yeah, he's a better athlete. If it's not too late, who did teenage Andy get to buy him booze? Hashtag ask Andy. Teenage Andy. You would just go in there? And- I had a fake ID before I had a real driver's license. <laughs> and I had uh, I had cojones about using it. Did you did you go in there? It was like, does it say you're 21? Or did you have one of those terrible ones that said you were 25 when no, you were I usually, 17? I usually found the sweet spot of like 21, 22. And I just... I learned everything I could at the time. I believe my first one was from Arkansas, so I learned a lot about Little Rock. Um, I, I had the the stats memorized, and a lot of it was just, A, you had to go in there with complete confidence. Like, you had to go in there like, I am Andy, whatever my last name is on this thing, uh, from Little Rock at in St. Louis because I'm a Wash U student. Or a slew student, like you had to go in with absolute confidence. You also learned some of the places that just didn't care. I think that's the key. I think you need to go to the places that don't care because I had one towards the end of high school, and the name on the driver's license was Nolan Ryan. <laughs> Not one person ever said, Really? That's just the, a step above the, McLovin. <laughs> well, that, that was one of those things like, no, no one looks. Right, they don't look. They, all they want you to do is hand them a thing, so they can say, "Hey, he showed me something." The the go to place that we discovered, in, at least my high school friends and I, was this market. It was called U City Market, and the point where you really realized they just don't care is one time the people at the market they went out and helped this friend of mine load up the booze that she just bought, and her prom dress was there. And they commented on, oh, prom dress. <laughs> I don't know what the statute tw- of limitations You're also. 21 and in high school. We Good for you. Guys on, when I was a junior in high school, we had guys on, we'd, we'd go play a game. We'd come home. We'd get in our cars at the school. They would stop at a liquor store near the school in their baseball uniforms representing the high school and buy beer. <laughs> Again, you find the places that don't care, that you, that have plausible deniability. The guy behind the counter is like, look, 
He's a 21-year-old idiot who flunked <laughs> high school like five, six times. That's on him. That's not on me. Not on me. I don't ask questions. San Pedro and McGee. McGee, you're on with Trav and Andy. What's going on, McGee? This is not going to work out. It never works with the Clippers and Lakers switch teams. It just never works. Rondo, Odom, Norm Nixon. I mean, haven't we learned this lesson before? That's all. Hmm. It, look, I don't know if there's if one team players go to another teams if it just doesn't work because of that it usually doesn't work for a variety of different reasons i don't think this is going to work for a variety of different reasons namely russell westbrook i love your phrase is the least blendable player of my era and i don't think that all of a sudden he's going to become something totally different than he's been every other day of his life this is now though kind of intriguing i'm not trying to think about former Lakers that went to the Clippers. Who did he say, Odom, and who else? Well, he said Odom, and you know, Odom began with the Clippers, right. and his first stint with the Clippers, he was fantastic. It was the second stint where, it was all right, um, but you know, we came to learn there was a lot going on in Elo's life than just sure. period. Uh, Jordan Farmer. Zubox. Zubots. Zubots actually. Zubots has been much better with the Clippers than he was with the Lakers. Zubots worked out pretty and, well. And by the way, Zubots wasn't bad with the Lakers either. It's no. just that they decided to they, give him away for no reason. Well, they needed Mike Muscala. <laughs> was that who it was? Yes. I thought it was the uh, who was the uh was it not Rodney? Red Reggie was wasn't Reggie Bullock. No, Reggie Bullock. Yeah. That was a different Who did they trade for Reggie? Bullock? There, that was another one of those uh, okay. No, Reggie Bullock made sense. They he was a defender, he can shoot. That that made sense and they didn't they didn't trade anybody who really... I think they traded Svee Mikhailuk Svee. for Reggie Bullock. Like, that's okay. a totally yeah, that defensible. Good. I thought Reggie wasn't part of the... Uh, who am I thinking of? The Zubats deal? No, it was a, it was Zubats from Mike Muscala straight up. Hmm. Hmm. Like, that was that was a fireable offense right there. That wasn't was a great. Wasn't terrible great. trade. Well, um, he's a good player for the yes, Clippers. He, he had, has been since they got him. Yes, and he, had, he at least showed some... To be fair, he he definitely has been better as a Clipper than a Laker, but you don't move him for Mike Muscala. Um, but I'm thinking about other ones like Smush Barnes Park played for both. Yeah, he played. He had a couple stops. Yeah. Like Matt's played for all four of the California teams. Oh, that's true. Not wow. only has he played for all four of the California teams, other than the Lakers, I believe he's played for all four of the California teams twice. No kidding. I, I'm pretty sure Barnes played for the Kings, the Clippers, Let's bring and it back to the, the Warriors. Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> Let's round that off. But like, Smush Parker had a stint with the Clippers, did not work out. None uh, of these Sasha guys. Vujicic. Sasha played for the yes, Clippers? Yes, he did. Jordan Farmar went to the I Clippers? I don't think this is the reason it's not going to work. I think the reason it's not going to work is because the player it's we're not talking a curse. about is Russell Westbrook. It's not a curse. I think that has a lot more to do with it than anything else. Speaking of, right, what is Russell Westbrook's legacy in the NBA? That's coming up next. It's Travis Slee. Andy's in for Slee on 710 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. What is the go-to snack, Andy, when the tummy filler at home? This is from John in Fullerton. Sandwich, quesadilla, microwave burrito, or something boring like an apple? That's an First of all, the, the first three choices they gave, those are bigger than snacks. Like, those are meals. Like, well, one, I, I, I one does not have a burrito for a snack. It says, what's your go-to quick tummy filler? Oh, okay. Go-to... 
I don't usually have a lot of microwave burritos laying around. Nor do so I, unfortunately. That's not going to be a quickie. That's a late night 7 Eleven gas station. Hey, I need something with 900 calories in my stomach before I go to sleep. So, what are the other options? A sandwich? Sandwich, quesadilla, microwavable burrito, or something boring like an apple? Actually, quesadilla because they're good and they're really quick and easy to make. Satisfying, too. Yeah, quesadilla is good. PB and J on that list. I like PB and J. I do too. That, that it's whenever it's just a quick Emily always rolls her eyes because Alan is our go to. Are obsessed with peanut butter Not and jelly obsessed. sandwiches. You no, you guys it. talk about it all the time. You can make it in thirty <laughs> seconds. It's satisfying. When you eat it, you're not hungry anymore. It's always did underwhelming. Ever, did you ever read the piece that uh, Baxter Holmes did for ESPN? Yes, about peanut butter yes. and jelly and how it's part of the NBA culture. For sure, I did read that. It was really interesting. And there's a reason why when I was doing the Laker games pre and post, I would go into the media room and take one of those Uncrustables and put it into my uh, suit coat pocket for when I would wander back over here later at night and got a little Uncrustable ready to go. It says very soft bread, Andy. It's very important. It's the best part about it. Bread's on, bread is an underrated part of any sandwich. Uh, Antoine Jameson, former Laker, then went to the Clippers. <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna, I'm obsessed I, I with this I feel like now. there's a column coming at some point. You need to maybe Locked on Lakers can do some sort of Laker to Clippers has, segment or this two. This has really gotten me thinking. I'm, I'm going through now like the last 15 years of Lakers trying to see if anybody jogs the memory. And also, yeah. what's the difference between a Clipper to Laker to Laker to Clipper? Like, is there a difference in genre of a uh, of story? It's a weird deal because for thirty ish years, you were if you were going from one to the other, you were either going from dreadful to the best or from the best to dreadful. That's not true anymore. The Clippers have been minus the championship the Lakers had a few years. The last decade, the Clippers have been far more successful than yeah. the Lakers, minus that one season. So it feels more of a... more. There's more there than it was through the first 30 years of that deal. Steve Blake was Steve the... Blake he was the one? Well, he was the rare, better as a Clipper than as a Laker. Like I, I remember Steve Blake, it was like one of the last games of the season, had a triple-double against the Lakers, and then the Lakers ended up signing him that offseason. Is that true? Yeah, it is true. Steve Blake had a triple-double. I'm yes. stopping my track. <laughs> yes, he did. Yeah. So, with triple-doubles in mind, Russell Westbrook, um, according to reports this morning, is going to sign with the Clippers. Mm-hmm. That he has to clear physical, has to complete the buyout with um, Utah, et cetera, et cetera. But he is coming to the Clippers, and according to the Athletic, at least, that he's expected to be a part of their starting five once they kind of get him in the building and figure out what's going on. Put that aside for a second. We'll come back to it. Westbrook's career is fascinating to me because he came in with number four pick, I believe, and was kind of a, really? And it was the right pick. He was terrific. He becomes a multi-time All-Star, wins an MVP, averages a triple-double, and becomes one of the most exciting, dynamic players in the league for a period of time. And if you're flipping channels and you see the Thunder playing, you want to stop because Russell Westbrook's going to do something cool. Gets traded to the Rockets and doesn't really work out. Gets traded to the Washington Bullets or Wizards, and it's okay. It, it, it's not great, but it's not a disaster. It's okay. Lakers decide they need the third star. They bring him in. Disaster. For, for more or less from the moment he got here to the moment he left, never really worked in any meaningful way. And now he's on his way to the Clippers. He is about the same player he was when he came into the league. He's an MVP, multiple-time All-Star. He's going to go to the Hall of Fame. What is his legacy in this league? Like what, when, when we look back at his career, when it's all said and done, what are we going to think of? A, a, a really good player that just kind of bounced around quite a bit at the end, or is it more than that? Well, I mean, look, there was, ironically, with the bouncing around and the journeyman element, there there appeared to be a period where he was going to be a one-franchise guy. Yeah. I mean, he spent a over a decade with the Thunder. He was quite good with them. I, I think people also, though, because we've become such a championship-obsessed NBA culture, we underrate winning like in the regular season, we sure. underrate just winning as a thing. Russell Westbrook's done a lot of winning. There's been a lot of winning in his career. He's been to the playoffs just about every season he's been with the NBA. You know, I know he's never won a championship. I know he's only been to the finals one time, but there aren't many times where you look at his team in the playoffs and said they were the better team and they lost. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, either the teams were equal or the other team was actually better than his and should have gone. 
You know, like the the year that he won MVP, yeah, that team didn't go far. But the only reason they were in the playoffs is because he was of Russell West. It's like the year LeBron went to the finals in 2007. Like, when people hold that champion, you know, that getting swept by the Spurs against him, I'm like, you're basically penalizing LeBron for being great. The only, LeBron lost in the finals once when they should have won to Dallas. Yes. That was it. The, yeah. Every other time that they lost, they were probably the inferior of the two teams. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, Russ is going to go down as really one – remove outside shooting. Okay. He's one of the most versatile offensive players the league has seen in a long time. He's going to be one of the – maybe the best rebounding guard in quite a while. Mm-hmm. He's, I mean, he's up there as sure. one of the best rebounding guards ever. There was a period where he was completely unstoppable getting to the paint. Like, the triple-double thing, when I hear people try to poo-poo it, I want to say, I think it was Baron Davis I I heard in a podcast sum it up this way, and it was a similar thought that I had had, but he summed it up really well, and he's a player, so it means more from him. If every player in the league tried to average a triple-double, 97% 97% of them could not pull it off. They would look foolish trying. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that you can actually do that, most players can't. Like there are a lot of players, you said like Steve Blake got a triple double. Yeah. Most players don't have triple doubles on their resume. No, there's usually. Much less averaging yeah, one. Yeah, well, there's a part that is hard, whether it's the points or the, the, the rebounds or whatever it may be. There's usually one very clear. Steph Curry, for instance, points and assists, sure, but for Steph Curry to get 10 rebounds feels like... Yeah, and he's a really good rebounding guard, And he is, but he's not going to average 10 rebounds a game. That's not going to happen. And there are people who will say that Russ hunted assists or hunted rebounds. Yeah. Let's just say for the sake of argument, he did. Most players aren't talented enough to hunt that successfully. No. Like, they're they're not going to be able to do it. So everything you're saying, I agree with, and everything you're saying I think is accurate, but at the same time, when I just kind of step back and like the totality of Russell Westbrook's career feels something less than what I was hoping it would be. Because he was polarizing the whole time. It, it, but I'm not, and until he came to the Lakers, I was not anti-Russ. And I, even when he came to the Lakers, I wasn't anti-Russ. I just didn't want Russ on the Lakers, if that makes sense. Every time I watched him play... It felt like it was fun, but this is not exactly what you need to have on your team to win a whole bunch of basketball games. Is it exciting to watch more often? Yeah. Can he? Does he play with incredible ferocity? Of course. Is he competitive? Probably, oddly, in a weird way, too competitive. Like to just let your the other four guys participate in this to a certain degree too. That I understand that what makes him him is this unending belief that my way is the only way and this is how we're going to make it happen but i just feel like there's some part of his career that should have been slightly different i can't even articulate exactly what it is it just feels oddly unsatisfying that a player with that skill set kind of had the career that he did well it's i think it's in part because the things that russ did not develop in his game whether you're talking about outside shooting or off-ball utility or you know certain things defensively, that's the stuff that really started becoming magnified once the athleticism was in relative decline. I mean, Russ will still have these yes. moments where you're like, "Damn, yes." But you know, you see it in the finishing. He doesn't finish the way that he used to. He does not have the same burst. He doesn't get around players as easily as he used to. He still can, but it's not as easy. Russ becomes extremely frustrating that way. Like his his weaknesses or his mistakes become incredibly loud. And then you get more upset at the idea of him playing recklessly. The the mistakes, the loudness of the mistakes, for instance, when you're the guy in OKC and, and not when at post Kevin Durant. Okay. So the the Paul George era and slightly before that. It was like, well, yeah, what what else do you want him to do? Right? Like, of course he's gonna make some mistakes. It's the spots after that that the mistakes feel more egregious because there have been opportunities, whether it's with James Harden or whether it's LeBron James or Anthony Davis or whatever it is, just can we not see the same mistake but, over but here's and the over problem, again? Though. Like here's the here's the thing though that makes this like something of an indictment of Russ, like whether it's a, a lack of lack of interest in developing some of this stuff or him trying and he just couldn't do it, like some of the reasons that Russ doesn't work is that lack of off-ball utility. So when you're teaming him up with, say, James Harden, who's a ball-dominant guy, or mm-hmm. LeBron, who's a really ball-dominant guy, 
to some degree, you have to change really what LeBron and Harden do. Like they have to fundamentally change because otherwise, like, why are you bringing him in? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, what what's the purpose of this? But that's the point that is so frustrating with me that every, the the only thing that why does everybody need to adjust to him? Why can't he adjust? Because to you others? brought him in. I, I understand that, but when it's LeBron James. LeBron James is the one that's the best player on your team. Right. LeBron James is the one that is going to have the ball in his hands at, at the most. But then, why times. are you bringing in a ball dominant guard? Th that's a difference. Like, if you're going to do this, Andy, that part, I am a hundred. That that's why, from the moment I heard, I'm like, well, this is a terrible idea. I mean, Russ adjusted in the sense that he played off the bench, which he clearly didn't want to do, and I think for the most part, he handled it pretty professionally. But yeah. he really didn't adjust his game at all. None. Russ played the same way. I don't even know if he's capable. Other than, you know, I guess wanting to... I think to, he's proven that he's not. Yeah. Well, he. I don't know if he's unwilling, incapable, or both. And in certain respects, it doesn't matter. Like, the result's the result. Yeah, regardless of the motivation behind the refusal to change, it doesn't really matter, right? It's just he, he doesn't change. Let's try a quick phone call here. Let's go to Lakewood. And Joe, Joe, you're on with Trav and Andy. What's up, Joe? Hey, Travis. And how you guys doing? Good. Wonderful. I was heard, heard earlier that you guys um, were talking about, you know, how um, Kevin Durant, Harden left Westbrook, and but you brought up a, a topic just now about uh, uh, Paul George, how they had this big old party and talking about how they're going to be in Oklahoma, and then he left him in Oklahoma high and dry to go play with Kawhi Leonard. Why would he want to go back and play with Paul George? Well, he's going to. I mean, it, it, this is this is an opportunity to go to a very good team. An opportunity to, if if Andy, if you're you know looking at this through the positives are accurate, it could be a decent fit if all the things that you're describing are. That look, guys will put some of this stuff aside very very quickly if they think it benefits them, and and this is a big benefit well, to him if it works. From my understanding of a lot of this, and you know, I'm not inside the the Clippers or inside the Thunder, but my understanding of this was Paul George liked Oklahoma City, but he always wanted to go back to LA. That was why everybody expected that he would end up a Laker. Like for a while there was more of an expectation that Paul George was going to be a Laker than LeBron was yeah. going to be a Laker. And it, you know, it surprised the hell out of everyone when he ended up staying in OKC. But if Kawhi Leonard had not been also itching to come back and the two of them couldn't have manufactured this way of going to the Clippers, I mean, maybe Paul George would have eventually come back, but I don't know if it's out of the question that he would have stayed in OKC. The point being, I don't think it was ever Paul George and Russ as a problem. It was L.A. presented itself to Paul George and he wanted to come home. And the, or the OKC, it's when you get a trade package like that, of course, right? It's not like hey, we're going to let this run out. He he wanted to go. They were getting a king's ransom to do it. Let's do it. Yeah, I mean, the, I, it felt like the Thunder had sort of maximized where they were going to go. And, you know, I think the Thunder would have kept Westbrook there forever because it means something to a franchise like that to have that high profile of a lifer. But, you know, once Russ decided that he wanted to go, I think they recognized it's probably time to blow it up anyway. All right, Factor Cap is coming up next. We will get back to your Russell Westbrook phone calls. People are very fired up about this on both sides of it. Some people think it's really exciting, and other people have seen him play before. That's coming up next. Factor Cap coming up. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hey, guys. 
Uh, I don't, me and Taylor are still also figuring out our team name for a pickleball tournament. So okay. if anybody has any suggestions for us, we are more than welcome as well. So uh, this morning I had. Are uh, you guys partnered? Yep, we're partnered. Okay. So we got to think about our Taylor. Team have name. you played it all yet? No, I'm trying to uh, recruit uh, a partner to play with me in the South Bay. So. And Emily, you've only gone out once. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't like that how to go, Andy. <laughs> it was fine. I think I'm 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 like good with my I have good hand eye coordination, and I'm I have really good uh, like arm speed. Like I was good at serving when I played volleyball. So like, I think that that kind of translates somewhat, but it's not exactly in a point A to B kind of translation. But. <laughs> what if, what if we combined Taylor's last name? And Emily's biggest passion. You're the Smithies. <laughs> That's actually Ooh. a pretty good name. <laughs> Not bad. The Smithies. Not bad. Okay. Yeah, well, I, I think Taylor has to agree to it, but I, Let's I, do it. I, I like that. Okay, there you I, go. Like the, Smithies. I like the Smithies. All right, so. Uh, I'm solved. <laughs> this morning, I didn't have the greatest wake up. So I. Um, raccoons? <laughs> <laughs> no, we do have a lot of feral cats, but we did not have any raccoons. But my, uh, we have like a single parking. Like a long driveway. So we usually have to like park each other in. So uh, I was leaving at like 630. I texted my roommate, hey, could we move cars? Because she didn't ask me to move last night. So then I, I walk out my front door and someone has completely blocked our driveway. Like I would have to hit them to get out of my driveway. And it's a it's trash day too. So like they had also, I think, ran into our trash cans last night. Because I heard like a big rumbling last night. But it's not totally unusual for our street. And so... Apparently, it looks like maybe they hit the trash cans. Maybe they did. Anyway, I don't really know the context of what happened because we don't have like a ring doorbell. But I, this person completely blocks our driveway. So I move the trash cans. I'm in a huff. I'm like really not that happy. And so <laughs> I, um, my, my roommate tries to get out and I push the car. I push the car into the space in front of me. And how, it how moved. How far did you move it? I moved it maybe like four feet. Like it's you have superhuman strength. This How did you do this? When she told me this story this morning, I'm like, the car was in gear and you were able to move it. That I don't know seems... if it was in gear or not, but, but I just, if a I just Marvel tried. Car was... How did you do this? <laughs> I had like the mom strength. I think of when your kids are needing the car. What type of my car anger. was it? It was it was pretty tiny. It wasn't like it was like a Kia, a, a, a Fiat or whatever. But it was, was it like it, a smart. It was not a smart car. It was like in between white car, which is a, a Kia Optima, and like a smart car. It's kind of like in between those two sizes. So when I moved it a few feet, I if I had video of it, I would show you guys. I did it. I believe you. I'm just <laughs> flabbergasted that you were able to do it. And then I in a huff too. My roommate was just watching me do it. I don't know which how she responded to it. Get but in then, there and help push. I, yeah, she was. She did not help. But then I went in my car, grabbed a piece of paper, wrote a note and said, hey, next time you park in our driveway, I'm going to get your car towed. Like, that's kind of what I said. So in this situation, it's okay for me to leave a note. Travis, Frederick. 100% yes. I I am not a big leave a note person, but if you're a nicer person than I am, one, because I don't want to upset you for fear that you will decide to (laughs) apply some of that strength against me if you can move a car. but. I would have I would have him towed this morning. The only thing is, I need to get to work, and I didn't have time to I, wait for I, that. You, I get it, and you're 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 right. But I, this is one of those you can't block someone's driveway, especially if the next morning is a work. Even if, I don't care if it's Sunday morning on Christmas, you can't block somebody's driveway like that. Um, yeah, absolutely. Leave a note, uh, Andy. Yeah, you were. I mean, like Travis, I'd have just had this car towed. I wouldn't have been <laughs> screwing around like that. Like your roommate who clearly had time on their hands because they didn't bother helping push the car. (laughs) They could have waited for the tow truck to come by. I'd absolutely have the car. I wouldn't have bothered leaving a note. Uh, Taylor? Fact. I think they got off easy in this situation. Um, You think you have liberty to do a lot more than that, but you just left a note. That's pretty nice of you. Emily, can I ask a big favor? Sure. You need to go around like your to your immediate neighbors and see if anybody does have a ring cam because I need to see you pushing that car out of the way. I really, <laughs> really want to see the. I, I I feel like you're bearing the lead with this. Yeah, I, I agree that to be able to move a car that is parked is not uh, something to just. Move it's supposed past. to be impossible, right? And I'm like I'm like in the clothes that I'm wearing right now. I w- I was like not like I was in like a special stuff i just pushed maybe this car was like not in park totally or something like that i didn't investigate do that you hard. live on an incline of any no, it's pretty no flat. it's it's pretty flat yeah i uh and i i've seen this person i know that 
I know this car, and okay. I've seen the p- person in the car. Maybe they left it out of gear so she could push manual. it out of the way? Well, okay, here's what but I'm thinking. But you still would leave it in gear, Taylor, even if it was a manual, right? Or else it's going to roll. Yep. Yeah, yeah you, you put the emergency brake on it right. stick. Here's what I'm thinking. You heard trash cans rattling, correct? Yeah, like late like last night. Like they might have hit them. My guess is this person had been drinking. Throwing yep. up hit, blood. Hit the, <laughs> <laughs> so distracted from throwing up blood that they didn't remember to put the car in gear. E-brake or whatever. Like yeah. left it in neutral accidentally. How? how? Like wait, in if your, your car, entire if life. If it's flat. If it, well, I, mean, if you're, I guess if you're that drunk. But to get the keys out of the car, you have to put it in a park. I mean, you can put it in neutral, like, but you'd have to move it back. It's like there's a lot that would go into having to leave the car in neutral. It doesn't happen by accident. I, there is a lot, but I mean, <laughs> depending on how drunk this person was. I mean, this, this obviously. Simplest answer, Emily is very strong. I, yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm not trying to. some doors, Em. I need that footage. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll try. I'll try. All right. So uh, the XFL uh, started this their season this weekend, and the DC Defenders have a drink that they pass out uh, during the game that is like plastic cups with a lemon in it, and it's got like kind of just a, a fruity drink. And so people were drinking the drink and then building these really long cup snakes. So cup snakes is when you like stack it, stack your cups together. Form a long line and through the whole crowd. So security ended up breaking up these cup snakes and people were booing them. And they, the people would take the lemon from their drink and started throwing them onto the field. It, is it a whole lemon? It was usually like a half of a lemon. Okay. So like a half of a lemon out of their drink and throwing it onto the field and they had to stop gameplay. So this is an acceptable reaction from a fan for having the cup snake broken up. Andy, Fadra Cap. I'm going to say Cap because you're the XFL and you're just trying to get started <laughs> You can't afford to have your games, you know, st- have a stoppage. You can't afford to have a game potentially canceled because of unruly behavior. Like you need to put your best foot forward. And these fans clearly love the XFL enough to go buy a ticket to show up to watch the, the Defenders. That's their name. At DC the, Defenders. Like it's it's a terrible idea. You can't do that, Jeff. I, I'm more curious as to why an entire half of a lemon is in a cocktail. I, like I, I'm okay with a wedge or even a, a little wheel, right, that you stick on the side of the glass. I, I think whatever gets people's attention on the XFL is probably a good thing. If it's cup snakes and lemon drinks, they need whatever attention that they can get. So I, I'm okay with whatever the XFL comes up with to try to get some eyeballs on it. Taylor? Yeah, I'm with Trav. I think uh, it's on brand for the XFL, and they need more shenanigans like this. What else is in that cocktail? This is a, so. I mean, is it a beer thing? I need to take. I need to send you guys a picture. So it's it's a mixed drink, and okay. I think it has a like um a twisted tea, an, an airplane bottle sticking out of the top of it. So like you know, it's kind of one of those things with the um Corona and then yeah, the margarita yeah, yeah. where you keep it open. And How did that not get it? thrown onto the field? The airplane airplane bottle, <laughs> right? Exactly, plastic one like that. It's got to have a good arm. You got to be like Jacob Degrom to get that thing on the field. <laughs> All right, so uh, I have an, I have one more left for you guys. So Charles Barkley did not mince his words when uh, describing how much fun he had in Salt Lake City over his birthday weekend and over All Star Game weekend. These people going to heaven up this way ain't nothing to do with this boring ass city. Now it's boring. <laughs> boring ain't nothing to do with it. I thought it was great. You just it's a great, great city. No, you great. just hey, was like, these people oh, ladies, hey, this is great. It's, it's, a great gonna... it's a great city, but ain't nothing to do with it. These people all going to heaven. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. I've never ate so much room service in my life. Can't smoke, can't drink. These people going to heaven. All right. So no major sporting event should be in Utah. And I'm also going to preface this by, like, if the Jazz make it to the finals, obviously they can host it. But no major sporting event should choose to be in Utah. Uh, Taylor, factor cap. I don't know. Let, they've got their rules there. Let them have their fun. It's It's fine with me. Cap. Travis? Uh, fact. B- because here's the thing. These one-off events, like not you're talking not talking about a team advancing to the finals, but you're talking about a specialty event, a Super Bowl, an all-star game, whatever it may be. These need to be in places where the people that are descending from all four corners of our country are excited to wind up. I- I've long had a theory, Andy, that the Super Bowl should only be allowed to be in three cities. The Super Bowl should be in Miami, New Orleans, and San Diego, and that's it. Those are the three places that the Super Bowl should be played. Everybody likes going to all three of those places. There's lots to do in all three of those places. The weather is almost always good in all three of those places. So let's do all of those things in those three spots. Clearly, if you listened to Barkley and Shaq during this game, 
they found where the booze was. <laughs> I mean, at, at the risk of speaking it out of pocket, those dudes were hammered. Would you like to take a listen? Please. What did you think of LeBron's selections among the reserves? Man, ain't no bad picks today. All these guys are great. Why does it sound like you're drunk? You all right? No, man. It's my mic. No, it ain't the mic. It's you. Hey, Mark Cuban. You all right? Yes. I feel like Shaq and Barkley, like Saturday afternoon, Barkley was like, all right, let's make a vow. If Mac McClung wins the dunk contest, <laughs> we do the broadcast Sunday hammered. Like, what are the odds? Come on, let's just let's go crazy. It's never gonna happen. Cause they both, hammered. particularly Barkley, sounded like they had indulged. Barkley, I I've spoke in front of microphones more or less my entire adult life. I've never sounded like that because no. of the microphone. I mean, there are other things that make you sound like that. Microphones are not one of them. He'd been properly pre-gaming shall yes. we say it was obvious all right uh i mean we okay with this like it seems like i love charles barkley i think he's a an incredible personality he's he has the thing that i think we would all love to have which is this permanent get out of jail free card that no matter what he does showing up to work hammered is seems like something that's not okay even if it's the all-star game in salt lake city you know what though i mean people want to hear charles barkley unfiltered like you mentioned like part of the get out of jail free card is the appeal of charles barkley like he's one of those people that we've just sort of decided can say what he wants and unless it's just so ridiculously egregious He's going to be able to get away with it. So that being said, why not have him juiced up? Like, really, I mean, what, what's the problem? As long as you trust him to not go too far, what's the problem with him having a few cocktails? Well, <laughs> like, really, what know. is the problem? I, I just that generally speaking, showing up to work with a few cocktails seems like a bad Generally idea. speaking, you are not given the leeway that Charles Barkley is. Mm. Like, become Charles Barkley and you can do that. What do I have to do? What do I have to do? Because it sounds intriguing. Be way more entertaining, <laughs> way more funny. Um, be a much better athlete than you ever were in your prime. It's too late Probably for you. You need to start grooming like Bobby or Michael. <laughs> no, not no. They can groom themselves. I have no no interest in helping them out. They're on their own. No nepo babies in the uh, Rogers household. Uh, all right, done a lot of basketball. I want to go to baseball here for a second. The Padres need to check themselves. The guys, I know you won a, a nice little series at the end of the year last year, but easy fellas that's coming up next it's travis lee 710 espn when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over 600 each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply she moved a parked car this is something that we just can't gloss by this is an amazing feat of strength yeah i can't believe that your like factor cap to us had something to do with the note yeah it the, the factor cap you too could move a parked car right like you're glossing over the fact emily that you moved a parked car okay so this is what tim the oc is saying here it's like um it's really hard to push a parked car that's in gear, has to be in neutral, probably a manual car. You can still take the key off. This car could have been a manual car. It was a bit older. And it's one of those smaller cars that sometimes can do that. So I don't want to give myself too much credit. But it's also, it was a, it's a weird okay. situation either way. Here, here, was it difficult to move? Yes. Okay, then it wasn't in gear. Or then it was in gear. But this is my point. If it were just in neutral on flat ground, we could all push a car and it would roll reasonably easily, right? Once you got it going, it would right. go. That this was hard to do means that it was likely in gear. This is something, this is like, I don't know, su superhero stuff. Don't make me angry, Hulk <laughs> things. <laughs> Like I want, I want to. You should enter like one of those. I don't know if they do it for women. I'm sure that they strong do. Like, woman competition. Strong woman, like strong man, where they have to pick up those rocks that they can barely put their arms. Should be the new Magnus Ver Magnuson. <laughs> Wanting to see Emily throwing beer kegs over the uh, high jump bar. Yeah, when like you when do. you picked up the car, Emily, did you sling yeah, it over your left up. or right shoulder? <laughs> 
I think it's going to be these things that maybe trigger me are the things that would get me so angry. So maybe it's like, you know, if people like disrespect Taylor Swift, people, I don't know. Pandora. Pandora Pandora can trigger me. There's a lot of things that can trigger me. So again, everyone that like gets mad about it, just Um, watch out. Maybe Taylor, this is our secret weapon for pickleball. If I get heated about something, I'll just serve everybody off the court if that's even possible in pickleball. It's possible. It's it's possible. You kind of, it's 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 a very unusual game. Power is not nearly as important as position. I'm discovering, but of course we got our pickleball madness coming up March 18th. I'll give you more details on that coming up in just a little bit. Um, we'll get back to the Clippers picking up Russell Westbrook here in just a little bit. LeBron also said that the remaining 23 games of this season are the most important regular season games of his career. Uh, that too in just a second. But this just, as a Dodger fan, this kind of bothered me a little bit. This is what uh, Drew Pomerantz had to say. He's a Padre pitcher. We're the little brother of the Dodgers for so many years. They always had their way with us. But you could see the shift coming, and then it finally came when we beat those guys in the playoffs. That was so huge for our organization. Uh, another Padre pitcher, uh, Craig Stammen, said, there were years we thought we were going to chase them down and they kicked our butt. Well, we finally beat them on the big stage. It creates a different belief. Okay, I'm not here to disagree with look when you finally beat somebody it's not like the older brother younger brother or the kid that beats his dad for the first time then once you realize oh i can beat those guys it does create a little bit of a different uh, belief expectation right but this guys th- baseball is the ultimate anything can happen over a weekend sport just because you beat the and you did by the way i'm not here to pretend that it was anything other than the padres played better than the dodgers three nights in a row and they beat them Pump your brakes, fellas. <laughs> this is not a changing of the guard because you beat them in the playoffs. This is a much more even fight because you went and got a bunch of good players. This is not a you finally slew the dragon and we're ready to go. Now you're on more equal footing with them, talent for talent, sure, than we have a belief. That is, though, how the guard eventually gets changed, though. It eventually gets changed because you start beating somebody, and to your point, you bring in better players. I'm not saying that I make it clear. I'm not saying the guard has been changed. Right. I'm just saying this is how the process goes. Because remember, when they when they made all of those moves, people expected them to be good. They got off they they were very slow post trade deadline, and it started looking like it they wasn't barely going, got in. Right, right. It took a while for them to get going. So in theory, the Padres could be this season, the team that everybody thought they would be post-deadline. I'm going to make a call right now. This Padre thing is going to flame. Nice. It's going to flame. They're not going to be bad. Don't They have too many good players to be bad. This is one of those, hey, we went out and bought everything there is to buy, and then you look at it and go, yeah, it just doesn't. It just doesn't come together the way that it is. The Dodgers and their expectations this year, I think, are really beneficial to the Dodgers. That for the first time in a long time, people are saying, "Hey, the Mets are really good. Hey, Padres are really good." Yeah, they might be. The Dodgers are still really good, and everybody feels like we've caught up to them. And maybe on a spreadsheet you have the Dodgers know how to win games. The this group of Padres guys, they got hot for three weeks. And good for them. That's not the same thing as being a good team over the course of six months. I This reminds me a lot of, what was it, two or three years ago when after the Padres and the Dodgers met in the pandemic season and they had that playoff series that was competitive. Dodgers actually swept the series, but the games themselves were competitive. And then it's like, hey, we're going to have 19 playoff games. The Dodgers steamrolled that team. They steamrolled that team. This Padre team is better, but this has a lot of beats like that where, hey, we finally got this figured out. Let's wait and see. It just does not feel like they just show up and are on equal footing. They're not there yet. Sure. I they are well, here's the thing though. They're not on equal footing when you look at the overall scoreboard. You know, it's kind of like the the Clipper Laker thing. Where people talk about, like, you know, will it ever become a clipper town or what? No, it's not going to. There's too much institutional heft that the Lakers have over the Clippers. Like, it would take the Clippers over, like, the next 20 years winning something like 15 championships while the Lakers don't go to the playoffs for 18 of those 20 (laughs) years. And you just, the Lakers just start falling into serious irrelevancy that starts to outrun the generational 
gravitas and institution that they built. But this is part of the process. Like the Clippers have started beginning a process of relevancy in L.A. and just a process of carving out their corner of the L.A. sports space. I don't think they think they're ever going to overcome the Lakers. No. I don't think that's their goal. Their goal is to build legitimate relevancy. The Padres, this could be a starting point where obviously scoreboard favors the Dodgers over time, but for the present, they could be better than the Dodgers. We'll see. We'll see. I also think that Fernando Tatis coming back is, again, very good player. That's a that's the wild card. Very good player, but one of those guys that doesn't seem to really connect with a bunch of his teammates I was going to say, should. when you heard his teammates talk about the suspension, there was very little sympathy. They were pissed. Yeah. They, they were they were angry at what he had, the position that they'd put him in, because it felt like it was a fatal blow. And it's also not the first time no. that he screwed up. He's a knucklehead. Now, now maybe he'll mature or, or grow up, whatever it is, I don't know. But he is an incredibly talented player that seems to make really boneheaded decisions. And you know what's weird, too, is... He's the son of a professional baseball player. A long-time professional player. And usually those are the guys that enter the league kind of understanding the things you're supposed to do and usually more mature. He got here quick. And he's wildly talented. That that is a mix. You're right. If you grow up around the clubhouse, you know that yeah. you don't do this. You do. No, it's do like this, Steph. You know, it's like Clay. A hundred percent. But this guy, baseball, got there very quick. Had a great deal of success right as they paid him right away. Like all of these things that could lead to a meltdown between the ears seems to have led to a meltdown between yeah. the ears. Yeah. Just it's. I I agree with you. That's going to be the wild card. Because either he comes back incredibly focused, feeling not just like something to prove, but like guilty. Like feeling like I owe it to these guys to play my absolute best and make up for what I submarined. Or he comes back in like, I'm the man on this. Dude, you're like the fourth best player on this team all of a sudden. And if you accept, not accept it, but if you realize we got maybe Soto, the best we got thing. Machado, we got Bogarts, like we've got really good guys all of a sudden, or if it's, why am I not on the cover of the media guide? Right. Why am I not this? Why am I not that? Well, this year it's because you're suspended. <laughs> like That's actually an <laughs> yeah, easy ringworm. one. ringworm. <laughs> Leave him alone. Who, who hasn't gotten ringworm and needed steroids it's to get like, rid It's of like it? the year that uh, Manny Ramirez tried to get pregnant. It's it. Fertility drugs for everybody. Mm -hmm. Look, if it leads to 50 home run seasons, (laughs) start passing them out. LeBron says that the next 23, the final 23 games of the regular season, most important games of his career. It's coming up next. It's Travis Slee, and he's in for Slee, 710 ESPN.